Hello, and welcome to Your Vocation. My name is Jim, and I'm your host for this podcast. Today, I am developing a catechism for, you know, the Lutheran faith for you to go and to work with. This is for people who are going into their first jobs, whether they're out of high school, out of college, you know, whether whether they're teenagers working in an ice cream parlor. This is going to be relevant to you. This is something that you're going to want to listen to before you go into work. And it's something that's going to help you. Help it, something to help you keep you focused. Before we start today, I want to start with some scripture reading and a prayer. Just to help us keep focused. So, if we could just listen for a second. This reading is from Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Please bow your head. Dear Lord, this morning I pray that you give me strength today to be strong for you in this world full of temptations. You know that there are struggles that I will go through today. I pray that you be with me as I go through them. Carry me when I am weak too. Amen. So today, or tomorrow, you're starting your first job. That's great, you got the job. Now you gotta keep it. But what's more important is that you are the face of God for the people at this job. And that you're following God's will while you're there. Today I want to break down a little bit of the Luther's Catechism just and try to focus on what is most important for you in the situation that you're in right now. Um, whether you're going to become a mechanic, whether you're becoming a construction worker, or, or you're becoming a lawyer. Or you're becoming a teacher, or you you got your first acting gig. Maybe you, you know, you're playing an instrument at a bar. You know, whatever you're doing, this is going to be relevant to you. This is something that you can use to help you focus yourself on what's important while you're at work. Okay, so the first part that I want to focus on is the Decalogue, also known as the Ten Commandments. So how I'm going to start this is I'm going to read the Ten Commandments, all of them, and then I'm going to break down what I think is going to be most relevant to you while you're at work, while you're at workplace, while you're going to work, while you're leaving work, and while you're at home. So let's 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 get to it then. First commandment. You are to have no other gods. Second commandment. You are not to misuse the name of your God. The third commandment. You are to hollow the day of rest. The fourth commandment. You are to honor your father and mother. The fifth commandment. You are not to kill. The sixth commandment. You are not to commit adultery. The seventh you are not to steal. The eighth, you are not to bear false witness against your neighbor. 
the ninth, you are not to covet your neighbor's house, and the tenth, you are not to covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, cattle, or whatever is his or hers. Now the ones I want to focus on and zoom in on today are, well, starting with the first commandment, which is the most important commandment, you are to have no other gods. So what this means, well, one, literally, um, you can't worship, worship Zeus and God at the same time. You can't worship Odin and God at the same time. There is one God, it is a triune God, it is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There are three persons and one God. And that is the only God that you worship. And also the second part is to not hold anything else above God. And probably the most prominent ones that people hold above God. Money would be the first one property uh, and even family a lot of times are all held above God and we have to remember that God is what most important God is important above all else the next one I want to focus on is the fourth commandment and that is you are to honor your father and your mother and this one is a little bit trickier than the last one um, because this has a cultural context to it. Well, it's not telling you that you need to obey your father and mother. You are an adult. You have your life. Um, but what it does tell, tell us is that we should respect our parents. And we should listen to our parents, not obey every word that our parents have for us, but that they have our respect. Um, this is, once again, this does not mean that you have to take order from your parents and that your parents are more important than anything else in your life. No, that's not what that means. What it means is that they have your respect. And I want to say this, that God does not want you to live or to be in an abusive situation. I know you're all young adults, starting your first job out of college, out of high school. Maybe you're still in college or high school. It doesn't matter. Your parents are still going, whether you're living with your parents or you're just moving out of your parents' place, um, it's important not to forget them. Next, we're going to talk about the Eighth Commandment. You are not to bear false witness against your neighbor. So what this looks like in the workplace, you're going to go into work, there's going to be a lot of people talking. A lot of it's going to be about other co-workers. A lot of it is going to be lies about your co-workers do not participate in this do not lie about your co-workers do not lie to your co-workers do not make up false rumors or rumors at all and 
pass along rumors that you hear. It's not appropriate in the workplace. It's not appropriate in God's kingdom. You are to respect your bosses and your co-workers. And you're not to cause controversy behind people's backs. And cause whatever cohesion you had as a team to evaporate. Lying about your co-workers and lying to your co-workers is something that is wrong. And something that is not going to help you in your work life, in your home life, and in your spiritual life. The last two I'm going to kind of combine is the ninth and the tenth commandment. And that is you are not to covet your neighbor's house, and you are not to covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, cattle, what or whatever is his or hers. So what does this mean for us? I'm going to assume, unless you are farmers, um, which is possible, that not many of your co-workers are going to be owning cattle or have male or female servants. What these two commandments are saying is we should not have envy towards our fellow people, towards our neighbor, or to our co-workers. You all are going to experience one of your friends in the office, one of your co-workers, getting a promotion over you. And you're not to envy that. It's not their fault that they get promoted over you. It's not their fault that they get a raise over you. And you're not to be jealous of that. You're not to be envious of that. And you may be jealous of some play, someone's love life. You may be jealous of someone's money. You may be jealous of somebody's house. You may be jealous of somebody's nightlife. You're not to covet these things. We must not deeply desire items, or what somebody else has to the point of stealing items, undermining people, um, or, under, or, yeah, or undermining people. Yet to remember their life is not your life. And we're not to be envious of other people's lives. We're not to covet other people's possessions, other people's things. The next part of this podcast, I would like to, one, pray the Lord's Prayer. And talk about the most relevant portions of those prayers. So we bow our heads and we will pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, providing us the kingdom and the power and glory forever and ever. Amen. Now that is a prayer if you've been in the Christian faith for a while, or even if you haven't, you've probably heard before, or a version of it. There are many different versions, some with sins instead of trespasses, some, let's say, save us from the time of trial instead. They all mean relatively the same thing. 
and whatever version you're comfortable with you can use i'm just using the traditional version to prevent confusion um, as to what we're talking about here the first petition we is hallowed be your name so obviously we're asking to keep to help to keep the lord's name holy um, we're also asking God to work in us. We're also asking God to be the face of God within us. So when we say, hallowed be your name, make sure you have in mind that we are part of that. We're not just asking God of something, but we're also promising something to God. That his name is hallowed. His name is holy. And we're going to be the face of that. Now, the next petition I do want to focus on is forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And that is the fifth petition. Um, it also is forgive us of our trespasses if we forgive those who trespass against us. Whichever you are most comfortable with, that's the one you can use. And this helps us acknowledge that we know we're going to screw up. We know that's going to happen. And we're already praying for forgiveness. We already know that we, we may give in to temptation and sin. And that's important for us to remember that it's going to happen. And when it does happen, we are forgiven. But another important part of this petition is we need to forgive those who sin, who trespass against us. And that helps us remember that others will screw up too. But we need to forgive those who screw up who sin against us, who trespass against us, who are in debt to us. And we need help to do that. We're asking God to help us forgive others. And we're saying we're going to forgive others as well as part of Christian religion, forgiveness. It's one of the most major part of the Christian religion is forgiveness. And we're asking for our sins to be forgiven and we're saying that we will forgive those who sin against us as well. The next petition, or the next two, I should say, um, is to lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And this kind of coincides with the last one. We are going to be tempted to do bad things, and we're asking God to give us the strength to not do these bad things. We know that we are going to be tempted to do these things, so we are already asking in advance to help us not fall into that temptation, to not fall into sin. We're asking to give God to give us the strength to not do that. So where are you going to pray? I want you to think about that at work. There are going to be opportunities to pray. Um, however, you may not feel comfortable with praying 
while you're at work. Uh, you may be afraid of being judged for praying. I know there have been many times when I was working at a, as a server or as a teacher where I needed to pray, but I didn't because I was afraid that I would be judged by my coworkers. Uh, I want to tell you that you shouldn't be afraid to do that. Um, but if you still are not comfortable with praying in front of people, um, pray in your car before you go into work. Maybe you find someone you're comfortable with. You call them on the phone. I know I used to. Before I walked into work, I called my, my then fiance. Um, and I prayed with her before we walked in. And that helped me every single day before I did that. And I know I helped her too. So you can find someone to pray with on the phone. Maybe there's someone at work you can trust and you can pray with. And now you can, you can um, pray the Lord's Prayer. Or you can pray an impromptu prayer. Maybe you can bring out a prayer book and you can pray one of those prayers. There are so many prayers that are online. There are so many books with many prayers that you can do by yourself, with a coworker, with a friend. Just make sure that you're reminding yourself that you can be the face of God to people when you pray. If someone sees you pray, someone hears you pray. Someone, people will ask you to pray for them. If they know you pray, people ask you to do it. People ask you to pray with them. There have been many times when people have asked me to do that. So don't be afraid. You also should be praying at home. Ever, you know, when you wake up in the morning, before a meal, before you get to bed, anytime you find yourself in need of prayer at home, Make sure you do that. Make sure you're keeping that communication line open. You know, once again, it can be impromptu. It can be from a prayer book. It can be from the heart. It could be the Lord's Prayer again. The Lord's Prayer is always good. Jesus, Jesus tells us to pray the Lord's Prayer. So that's there's never anything wrong with that. Just make sure your prayer life is healthy before you go into work. Whether you're home, at work, leaving work. And it will help you keep focused on all of these things. And the last part of the catechism that I want to cover with you is Lord's Supper. This will not take me too long to talk about, maybe a few minutes. But it's important nonetheless. It is a, it's simple, but it's also complicated. As Lutherans, we believe that Christ is both present in the bread and the wine at communion. Both the bread and the wine. Um, both the body and the blood. And we believe Christ is fully present in both the body and the blood. So if you have a gluten allergy, you can't drink alcohol, let, let you know that all of Jesus is in the blood. All of Jesus is in the body. Whether you can consume both or not, you're getting both. This is important because communion helps our faith grow. It reminds us that 
Christ is working in us and it helps Christ work in us when we take communion along with the Holy Spirit and all the other means of grace that we have our baptism the Holy Spirit Jesus the Father they're all working together and communion is one of the ways the triune God works within us we have to make sure we remember that and a lot of people forget that communion is more than just symbolic it is symbolic it is a symbol but christ is also truly present in the bread and the wine and we have to remember that kind of outside the catechism here more kind of going into the um the the confessions um we're gonna talk about vocation i think vocation here is very important to talk about and to help us remember that in the Lutheran faith, we believe in the priesthood of all believers. And many of that, just the Lutheran faith, many other faiths as well. Um, we believe anyone can be doing God's work. You can be doing God's work as a mechanic. You can be doing God's work as an accountant, a painter, a janitor. We don't have to be a priest or a pastor to be doing God's work. And if you're a teacher, you are doing God's work. If you're a construction worker, you're doing God's work. Just keep a reminder of what's important with the Lord's Prayer, Ten Commandments, the Lord's Supper. And remember to be the face of God and you are doing God's work. And that's true no matter what career you have before i go just want to do a quick review and then we'll pray remember the commandments remember the law remember to pray the lord's prayer remember that you are saved by grace through faith and that's important just remember grace is a free gift from God. We did nothing to earn it. No matter what works you do, you can't take the free gift of grace away. God forgives you of your sins. Now what's there is to remember you need a prayer life. And to end this, I would like to pray a prayer that I would pray before I walk into the job and I walk into work. So without further ado, let us pray. Lord Jesus, as I enter this workplace, I bring your presence with me. I speak your peace, your grace, and your perfect order into the atmosphere of this office. I acknowledge your Lordship over all that will be spoken thought and decided and accomplished within these walls. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gifts you have deposited in me. I do not take them lightly, but commit to using them responsibly and well. Make or give me a fresh supply of truth and beauty on which to draw as I do my job. Anoint my creativity, my ideas, my energy, 
so that even my smallest task may bring you honor. Lord, when I am confused, guide me. When I am weary, energize me. Lord, when I am burned out, infuse me with the light of your Holy Spirit. May the work that I do and the way I do it bring hope, life, and courage to all that I come in contact with today. And, O oh Lord, even in this day's most stressful moment, may I rest in you. In the name of Jesus, my Savior, I pray. Amen. So, please remember, Christ forgives you. God forgives you. Christ has your back. Please have a great, great day at work.